Greetings and welcome to the Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey. I facilitate Friendship's personal growth education services and also serve as host for these podcasts, offering openness and caring through the gifts of listening hospitality. I invite you to join me here on Friendship Podcast Radio as we explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life, power for positive living, and friendship. Well, I've just finished using this program's guideline. This guideline that I use for this podcast is power for positive living and friendship. These words convey the goals and methods that I use in creating this series of podcasts. What do I mean by these words? What is the role of power? What is the role of power for positive living rather than power of positive living? By using this specific wording, I believe that each of us has the power to choose a positive living lifestyle. This power consists of using accurate and useful information for considering life options along with choices that we have to implement them into our lifestyle. I believe it is inherent in us just because we are humans. I believe we are different and yet the same. Of course, there are those who may see an alternative. Choosing a self-defined positive lifestyle is what gives us the power, not the reverse as I see it. The word friendship is a part of this podcast guideline because it conveys the perspective that we see our definition of a friend. The definition that we use where one is allowed to be themselves. This definition as being a critical aspect of how we can create and we can build a positive lifestyle for ourselves. Like most things in life, there are many things and many ways to see the functions of this specific podcast guideline. Other guidelines that can be used and they can convey similar goals. I have chosen these, and I hope that they will convey to you the meaning that I attach to them. I offer my own view of this podcast guideline. I believe that through the process of self-study, with the gift of friendship of others, I encourage you to ponder and eventually choose the guideline of living life that works best for you. I value you as a unique human being that has been created, and it is your series of choices that will make you the unique person that you are. One of the areas that produce a great deal of discussion in self-studying is the entire subject of communicating effectively with others as well as with ourselves. If we're all human and have so many similarities, Why do we have so much difficulty having others understand us? And why are others so difficult to understand at times? Similarities as humans, and yet differences as humans, individuals. 
It makes it very confusing and stressful for a lot of us when we confront the reality that we do have similarities as humans, and yet we are different as the individuals we are. I believe that there are probably as many different reasons for these difficulties as there are people in our world. Some may be as basic as facing the reality that some individuals do not want to understand other people. That is a choice they have made. Also, some people have their own needs met by not being understandable by other people. They have created their image, their facade, their mystique by being non-understandable or non-approachable. Their facades are usually complex and strong in keeping people out. People make decisions to meet their needs, not mine. Just because I want to communicate, I encourage myself to remember that people may make a decision that they do not want to communicate, or they may not want to communicate with me in particular. I personally also find that it can be wise to question our own assumptions when we are asking questions like this. What is the definition? What are we assuming when we enter into an attempt to communicate and understand another human being? Are our assumptions valid? Are they valid today, but not valid tomorrow? Have they been passed down as assumptions from our parents or others in our society that don't work well specifically for us? Also, I find considering our own expectations that we have of others in the process of communication can be quite useful. Understanding of these two words, the assumptions that we have and the expectations that we have of others and ourselves, meaning that they can significantly clarify our communication issues. If I, James Huey, understand the assumptions I go into conversational communication processes with, and if I can understand my own expectations of me and the other person, then I improve my chances of actually communicating. If we accept the complexity of humans, then it is easy to see that there can be many complex and diverse reasons for humans to struggle to communicate effectively with each other a great deal of the time. For example, do we pay attention to all of those times when we are successful, or is it the times when we are unsuccessful that get us so frustrated? After all, communication remains a continual challenge for one reason or another. It's probably one reason why individuals like Dr. Phil on his TV show and many psychologists have employment. Seeing so many humans struggle with this issue or issues of communication year after year may be even one reason that this retired psychologist can share his thoughts through this podcast. One idea that I often use in some of my classes, and I did when I was teaching and facilitating personal retreats, is the comparison of human communication channels with those of radio and television. 
For example, at any time of the day and night, the air is full of radio and television waves carrying all types of sound. Unless you and I, we find a successful way to tune in to these waves, all we hear is silence. If I stop talking now, you will not hear all of the various sound waves that are going through the air. But that doesn't mean they're not there. It just means we haven't found a way to tune into them. Broadcasting is a 24-hour operation, just as human efforts to communicate operate around the clock. But just because we cannot hear the sounds being broadcast or sent or thought or efforts made to send them out, it does not mean that nothing is available. They are still there. We are looking for ways to tap into them, and that we can do if we have a wish and develop the techniques. As a human being, each of us decides whether we want to hear from another person. After all, we have the power of choice. Do we want to hear from another person? If we decide we do, we can ask questions like, what degree do we want to hear? A lot? Not very much? Somewhere in between? Maybe hear from him later today, but not right now, etc. We can ask questions like, what effort are we willing to expend here? Because listening, as we've commented before, is work. Listening is far more than just being quiet. Another question we might ask ourselves is, what time commitment are we willing to make to hear another person? Because it does take time, we have to pay attention and invest energy. Speaking of investing, many of us do not hear because we individually make the choice not to invest in talking or listening. Talking, listening, like any human activity, does require investment of some resources. We may think of it in terms of making money because we have to invest money to make money. If we want to communicate and be understood, then we also need to invest time, effort, and energy in talking and time and energy in listening. If we decide we want to communicate, then we are faced with finding the correct tools or receivers for communicating with a specific source. Just having a tool or the best device does not automatically guarantee that you and I will be successful in our efforts to communicate. For example, you may have a radio and I am sending my signals out with television frequency. We must be on the same channel. A person may know how to listen, but there is no guarantee that they will choose to do so. I believe no one can honestly say that human communication is easy for most of us as people. There are so many factors and so many components coming together for the complexity of communicating, of understanding, and being understood. Even after we have the same device as the other person, we may then struggle to find the same channel. There are plenty of people talking. Are you and I broadcasting on the same channel as the other person? If we happen to be on one channel and the signal is being sent on another channel, nothing is being heard. We are not hearing what is being sent. 
We each have our own favorite channels in communicating. We tend to automatically use these favorites and not bother to find what channels another person is using. Just because we're talking on our favorite channel, we can make the error and assume that another is quiet and listening. And they may be tuned into a completely different channel than listening to you and me. We said before that there are lots of noise in our world. But just like the silent radio television waves, we do not understand this noise until we tune into the same channel as the one being used to send the signal that we wish to hear. If one, for example, wants to hear classical music, they would not select a channel that broadcasts political talk. The same can be said for people. We tend to tune in to those persons who are sending a signal that we choose to hear. If the signal is not what we seek, we tune out using our conversational boundaries or seek another outlet or person. If we want to be around an upbeat person, why spend time conversing with someone who believes in a sour grapes philosophy? I believe that we get to choose the channels on which we want to send out our own thoughts and feelings to others. If we're wise, I believe that we also give these other people plenty of cues on where our channel can be found and that we send out what we commit to offer. If we're sending out words of positive living and we're talking about what a lousy, rotten life world that we live in, then generally this is not where expectations are going to be met. If we want to listen, we can choose to go to a specific channel or person. We can find eventually someone or something of interest and value to us. If it is of interest and value to us, we choose to listen. And if it is not, we choose to move on. We can also seek out persons who may be interested in hearing what we have to say. If no one ever tunes into our conversations, then we have the choice to keep trying or considering a change in what we send out to others when we talk. If other people want to hear what we have to say, then generally we make the decision to continue sending out ways, information, signals, that other people are receptive to and make their own personal decision to tune in. As I said a while back, communicating is often a lifelong journey of learning. I personally hope that these options of using communication channels can be helpful in making your own personal choices of what you decide to send and receive in communicating with others. Well, this is your host, James Huey. Been another delightful time spending here with you folks, and I appreciate that you're listening, you're taking the time to be with me. I hope that as I share during these podcasts, that they are received by you as gifts from me. I give them to you, my listeners, as my way of conveying to you things that are of value to me as the person and professional that I am. My comments remain my own views and experiences and are offered for you to consider. 
I hope that you can find them of some value as you make personal life choices for your own positive lifestyle. I thank you for listening to me on this podcast of Wellness Psychology. And once again, know that your positive feedback sent via email is appreciated. Please continue to nurture yourself as the unique individual that I believe that you are. Join me next week as we continue to explore topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. So long until next week.